0: Mm-hmm. to the club everybody a club by degenerates and for degenerates of course this is the degenerate athletic club brought to you by crowworthy sports i am your host rvd i am here with Crowdo, or is it srodo this week
1: well three and two last weeks uh, we'll stick with crow or we'll stick with srodo this week stick with srodo
0: of course we give you our crowworthy locks of the week each and every single week thanks everybody for listening we talked baseball, we talk basketball. Of course, last week we had Jinx this on. We had the Jinx on, Mike, and if you remember, he wanted to talk a little bit of New York Knicks. The
1: oh, New-
0: catch the on, listeners Dad. up to what the Knicks have done since then.
1: The Knicks were Owen the Knicks went 0 two to start the season and had the worst offense in the in the NBA um, as of uh, after two games with 93 and points and change a game, uh, this was after we were told that they were going to quote unquote score a lot of points. Uh, score they they got their first win tonight, uh, beating up on your uh, Brooklyn Nets. Finally broke the hundred mark. Uh, Knicks one and three. We were told that they were going to smash their 27 win projection. Smash it. They are on pace to win about 20 games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, definitely uh, pulling a faz, and that's what he did. He gave you he gave you his hoops projections for the year. He was really bad so far to start the season. I'll tell you the one that he may got right. Blake Griffin and the Clippers do look good. Uh, maybe he got that one right. More to come. Nonetheless, we know why our listeners tune in each and every single week mike it's for our crowworthy locks of course we're putting a thousand dollars up for charity we're challenging the experts we've challenged cousin sal we've challenged colin cowherd we've challenged bill simmons we're yet to get a response but we do not give up we won't stop until we get our crowworthy locks to 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 be able to compete against these guys and and if we're wrong we're willing to pay
1: Yep, um, I you know I got a G. I'm putting up. I'm We're willing to pay. Waiting, just waiting for somebody to take me up on it.
0: So here's the update. Cousin Sal, right now, of course, he gives you his best bets of the week. He usually gives you two a week. He's at seven and six on the season. That's fifty three point eight percent winning. Colin Cowherd, he's the leader out of the gates as we approach the halfway point of the NFL season. At a very impressive twenty one and fourteen. He went only two and three last week. So maybe the 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 momentum of the Blazing Five is coming to an end, but that's 60%. That's getting you paid. Yes, it is. Bill Simmons, 19 and 15 and 1. I'm not even sure we can call him much of an expert anymore at 54%, but who am I to criticize? I'm at 16 and 14. It's 53%. I'm just behind what would be ROI positive. We like to say you got to be 55% or higher when you think about... um, you know we pick 5 games every week so if you're betting them individually you want to be 55% or higher and then you 20 14 and 1 57% one game behind Colin Cowherd. you're having a you're still off to a good start
1: yeah i mean i've cooled off a little bit but um <clears throat> plenty of season left plenty of time for uh plenty of time to, for me to get over that 60% mark which is where you know that's where you want to live you want to live north of 60
0: No doubt. Uh, Are you ready to roll? I'll let you start this week. I think I started last week. Go ahead and give us your first of your Crowworthy locks.
1: This is going to be a somewhat... You know, I'm just not ready to buy into this team yet. And I know, I get it, they're a juggernaut at home. I get it. They're on turf. I get it. The Bears are bad. I get it. Young, know, you know, rookie quarterback on the road, but I gotta lay nine and a half with the Saints with that defense. And I, I mean, the Bears defense is pretty good. Just give me the titty kisser and give it to me. I'll take the nine and a half on the road. Give me the Bears. That's too many points.
0: <laughs> uh... I'm speechless, but yes, yes. Good, uh, interesting pick, interesting pick. I'm high on the, uh, I'm high on the Saints this year. Uh, I'll give you my first pick, Mike, and I'm gonna do something I don't normally do. Okay. I'm gonna take a team that's going from west to east. I'm gonna take a team, though, that's had 10 days off. I'm gonna take a team that I think, on paper, as a significantly better roster and is starting to get moving here with Derek Carr. I like the Raiders, and I like them to go into Buffalo and win outright, but I get points in this matchup. Look, I understand that it is a West Coast team going east, but the 10 days off, I think, kind of neutralizes the situation, Mike, and we just saw a Raiders team on Thursday night go toe-to-toe with arguably two weeks ago a team that we would have had in our top five, if not the number one team in football, and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Amari Cooper looks like he might be back There's a run game and We don't need Marshawn Lynch getting the ball he isn't, even the, he isn't even the second best running back In that system Between Washington and Richards There's some talent on this Raider team And I think the Raiders are starting to get going After a slow start to the season Give me the Oakland Raiders Give me the two and a half I'm probably going to buy it up to three But nonetheless, give me the Raiders with the points
1: Yeah I, this, I mean, Here we go again Ditto. Look, I've been high on the Raiders all year. You know this. I've been real high on them as a 13-win team. I mean, they can't they can't lose another game to hit that mark. Um, I just think the Bills are a little bit of a fraud. A little bit. Not a lot. They're, they're better than I thought they were going to be. But they're not a playoff team. And I think the Raiders are. And I think that this is the type of game... And if the Raiders are a playoff team, not only do they have to cover, they have to win this game. And I think they know that. I think they know that this is kind of the – they're in last place in that division. Um, But they're only, uh, you know, a game and a half out of being in the driver's seat for a wild card. They've got to win this week to have any hope left for this season. And I think they're going to get it done.
0: My next game, Mike, I'm going to stick with the Dogs. Okay. Okay. And I haven't done this in a long time. I'm betting against the Patriots, Mike. Oh my. This is a Chargers team that you know I've been high on since the beginning of the year. In fact, they were one of my sleeper teams to potentially win that division. All they've done is win since starting the season, of course, 0-4. There's a chance to really right the ship this week and they go into a New England team where, Mike, here's the deal. New England has no pass rush. Phillip Rivers is going to have all day. He has good weapons. And you know what the Chargers have? The ability to get to Brady. Joey Bosa looks like an absolute stud on that defensive line for L.A. It's a Chargers team that's starting to figure it out at the right time. I think New England probably wins this game, but right now tonight I get seven and a half. This game's going to be close. These teams play each other close over the course of history, Mike. You remember the AFC Championship about ten years ago where Phillip Rivers came in, had a torn ACL, uh, or an injured knee, I should say, came in off the bench, uh, pulled, uh, Paul Pierce, if you will, A uh, who was that Knicks player that, that pulled the same thing, nonetheless, there's magic in the air, I think Phillip's gonna go into Foxborough, and if nothing else, this, is, this has backdoor cover written all over it, Patriots up 10, Patriots up 12, Patriots up 14 with five minutes to go and Phillip has the ball, you know he's gonna be a gunslinger, I love the seven and a half, give me the Chargers.
1: Look, here's the thing, and I, you know, I didn't play this game, but I, but I like to pick, Dante Hightower out. Dante Hightower leaves against Kansas City in the first half. The Patriots defense is atrocious. That game, he misses the next two games. They're atrocious the next two games. He comes back. The Patriots D isn't very good, but then they start to get right. He is, for whatever reason the linchpin that holds that defense together and he's out and he very well may be out. I believe for the rest of the year, I think he tore his pectoral. I believe he's done for the year. Their defense is not the same without him. Um, so I like the pick. I'm not touching that game because I know better than to bet against. I like, I do not bet against the Patriots in Foxborough ever. Um, it's one of my rules. You're a braver man than I, uh, Speaking of dogs, though, on the road, give me the Houston Texans going into Seattle. I get a touchdown. I think the Texans are good. I think Seattle is good. I think this is going to be a damn good, damn competitive football game. And if I can get, I think that on a neutral field, these two teams are a coin flip and I'm getting seven. I agree. Seattle's a real tough place to play. I understand it's going to be a hostile environment with a rookie quarterback, but Sean Watson's been real good this year. I I think that this this line should be about four, so I feel like I'm getting a field goal for free. Give me the Texans.
0: Okay. Looked at that game long and hard. Uh, Worried about the Texans' D, a lot of injuries over the past few weeks, but Seattle doesn't score, and you're right, giving up seven is a lot. Seattle, of course, just went into New York and uh, made it look easy, scoring 27 points last week. So maybe Seattle's back. So not a bad pick. This is a team that's burned me all year long. But I'm gonna stay on the bandwagon. No, I'm not betting the Giants. They're on a bye, and I'm done with them. It's the Atlanta Falcons, Mike. Listen, I just can't believe that the Falcons are as bad as they've looked the last few weeks. They've cost me in survivor. They've cost me in bets, losing at home to teams like Miami off a bye. They've made me question my existence and why we gamble. But they're playing a Jets team that got back to looking like the dysfunctional Jets last week a little bit against Miami, where they blew a 14-point lead. And I just think it's desperation time in Atlanta. I got to give up six. That concerns me a little bit. But Mike, I had just have to believe that Matt Ryan is going to write the ship. I have to believe a team with that much offensive firepower. And if you listen to our other podcast, the Crowworthy Sports Podcast, I told you this is the week that maybe Julio Jones blows up. Now, I do have to go on the road, and there is a little bit of weather to keep your eye on in New York. Uh, it looks like a rainy day on Sunday in the Meadowlands, which scares me a little bit. But i got to believe the Falcons pull this out, and I only have to give up six against a team that, we know eventually is going to start to really become the team we thought they were back in August. The Jets aren't good, Mike. I give Todd Bowles a lot of credit for the way he's coaching them up and getting them to play. And there's some talent on the defensive side of the football, but they're going to make mistakes. It's a young team. They're playing a team that just went to the Super Bowl. Give me the Falcons minus six.
1: Yeah. uh, Unfortunately, for our listeners' sake, not much to add. Ditto. I get the Falcons and I, I won't come off it. I don't care about the weather. This is just. There's no way that if careful, you were to look at. Careful. If you were to look at this. The, yeah, I'm not going to pull a pause. If you were to look at this at this matchup before the season <laughs> and you were to say, give me the line in on this matchup, there's no way you would say it would be the Falcons laying six. Mm-hmm. You'd think the Falcons would be laying close to two touchdowns. This just feels like. I mean, I. Are the Jets better than we thought they were? I thought they were going to go 0-16. Are they better than I thought they were? Yeah. yeah. Are they good? No. They've blown 14-point leads in two straight weeks. Um, they're just not a good football team, and I, they're, I think they're going to win about five games this year. They've already got three, so there you go. Give me the Falcons. I'll give you my last one since uh, since that didn't really do much for our listeners. This is a... You sent me a text message real early in the week about this game. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it, and the line's gone up. And when the line crossed 10, I said, I got to take the Colts. On the road against the Bengals. Are we sure the Bengals are a good team? Are we sure the Bengals are even not a bad team? I don't even know that the Bengals are not a bad team. And the Colts are awful. We can agree on that. But 10 and a half? a two-win bangle team, that's uh, are the Bengals even any good? I mean, we got a two-and-four team against a two-and-five team, and one team's laying ten. Uh, that does not—it just doesn't compute. I don't understand it. I get the fact that the Colts are awful, but that's just too many points in what ought to be a, what ought to be a coin flip team.
0: I'm, I'm going to kill myself for not taking it, because I saw it on Monday, and I got intrigued. But my final two picks do not involve that. Now, I might bet it, but it's not going to be one of my crow-worthy locks. By the way, my two-shot bet of the week is coming up right here. It's Carolina. It's hey. Carolina that's a, that, it's, it, the enigma of the NFL. One week we're thinking that they might be the class of the NFC South. One week we're thinking they might be one of the best teams in the NFC. Then they go real two straight losses and look like crap doing it. They're going on the road, going to Tampa Bay in what I believe is a loser leaves town match. It's a must win for these division rivals. Cam is fired up. If you've watched in the last couple of weeks, he can't get out of his own way by making PR mistakes at the megaphone, at the podium. I got to believe the competitive nature of Cam Newton and this Panthers team figures it out on the road against a Bucks defense, against a Bucs team, Mike, that makes mistakes, that turns the ball over. And we know that the Panthers' defense is, if nothing else, opportunistic. They find a way to come up with the loose ball. I like Carolina, and I actually get a point in this game. Give me the Panthers.
1: Now, what, I looked at it. Yeah. I looked at it. Weather concerns me. It's supposed to be real windy in that game. And the and the Bucks can run the ball a little bit. So can the Panthers. I see a low scoring game. I it's like gonna the be, under.
0: It's going to be low scoring. So I'll take. I'll get a point.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the Panthers win that game.
0: It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be ugly. It's the Josh Ball game of the week. It's my two shots of Crow serving of the week bet. Which one is yours, by the way? So we can mark it down.
1: The Oakland Raiders. You like
0: the Raider game? Okay.
1: Two shots. Uh, only one. I don't have anything I really love this week. Okay. <laughs> My last one, I was torn
0: between the game you just mentioned, which was the Colts game, and then this one. You'll call me a homer, but, Mike, I believe, oh. it's, I believe it's the second best team in the AFC. I won't put them as the best team in the AFC until we beat New England, and I'm not sure we will. But, Mike, something feels a little different in Pittsburgh. It seems like it's starting to get rolling the way we thought it would uh you know, listen this is a young team it's a young defense there's some young weapons on the offensive side of the ball it's not crazy with the limited practice time and the limited uh, exhibition time that it takes nfl teams that are young a couple of weeks before you really figure out the identity i think we got pittsburgh's identity they're a run first football team and the last two weeks they are giving the ball to Le'Veon bell smart it's a team that's going after the quarterback like it used to, the old Dick LeBeau teams, because we have fast outside linebackers and we got a guy in the inside by the name of Ryan Shazier who potentially could be an NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Now we're going on the road on the turf against a Lions team that's coming off a bye. But Mike, I gotta believe that we're gonna hang tough. By the way, I'm getting two and a half points in this game. I didn't believe it, but I'm no, I'm sorry, I'm given two and a half points in the game. It doesn't matter. I'm not changing my bet. I am going homer in this one. Give me the Steelers as my final lock of the week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I looked at the game. I'm not, not willing to lay on the road with the Steelers. I just can't do it. We, They're a different team in, on the road.
0: We've been in these spots before. They've burned me in the past, but I'm sticking with them. In summary, give me the Raiders as a dog. Give me the Chargers as a dog. Give me the Falcons. Minus six against uh, the Jets. Give me the Panthers as a dog. Three dogs for me. And then, of course, give me the Steelers minus two and a half. You like a lot of dogs. Four out of your five locks are dogs. The Bears, the Raiders, the Texans, the Colts, all dogs. With the Falcons, the favorite that we're both aligned on, minus six. We'll be watching a lot of Jets-Falcons football this Sunday. Um, Anything else to add before we wrap it up?
1: Only a couple of degenerates are watching the Raiders-Bills-Bills. Falcons, Jets.
0: It's a bad – it's a real bad slate Sunday, by the way.
1: Yeah, I'm Colts, Bengals, good God. There, there's two 4 o'clock games, just two.
0: Dallas, Washington, that's a good game. Houston, yeah. Seattle, that's a good game. Those are your two watchable games. The Sunday night game is Pittsburgh and Detroit. That's a solid game. Yep. The you 1 got,
1: o'clock slate's real bad. you
0: got a 9-30, which you'll be up for, Vikes-Browns in London. Oh.
1: Case Keenum and Deshone Kaiser.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That, and then
0: you got one o'clock. Total, totally acceptable to pull a Pollock and go apple picking, go pumpkin, uh, pumpkin hunting. Uh, have sex with your girlfriend. Have sex with your mistress. Some of the owners in the league. That's that's their thing. Do whatever you want at one o'clock because these gate Some of these games are bad.
1: Yeah. Monday night, good game. Broncos, Chiefs. Chiefs yeah. should win, but that's always a competitive game.
0: Surprise in a division game, by the way. You don't take the Broncos seven and a half.
1: We haven't looked good, man. We haven't looked good.
0: Can't score.
1: Seven and a half is a lot of points. though. So if I'm going to take that game, I'd take the Broncos. I would If it was the other way around, and if it was the Broncos at home, and the Broncos were five and two, and the Chiefs were three and three, the Broncos were laying seven and a half, I'd take... The seven and I, in this game, in this matchup, I don't care what the records are. I would take the 7.5 points.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is the Degenerate Athletic Club Podcast presented by Crowworthy Sports.